0: Hey everybody and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 44 and we're walking through the DPTM door. You know the score as our feet tippity-tap-tap along the floor. It's time to give you more. I'm here with my number one pod partner, John Major. (laughs) (laughs) I've taken it too far. Close enough. John Jaw. Hi, everybody. John, it's episode number John 44. I'm here with my podcast, <laughs> with my co host, Johnny Jaw. <laughs> Little Johnny Jaw. Johnny the Jaw. Johnny the Jaw. <laughs> because he's always chatting. Yeah. He's always chatting up a storm. It's. Podcast episode number 44 <laughs> with Alexander Holland and Johnny the Jaw. It's Dutchie and
1: Johnny the Jaw.
0: Welcome back to do Praise the Machine with Dutchy and Johnny the Jaw, Monday to Friday, 6am to 9am. <laughs> Every week, start your morning right with Johnny the Jaw and Alexander Holland. <laughs> so, you've had a great week, you were telling me?
1: Yeah, uh, that doesn't sound like something I'd say, but nevertheless... <laughs> Um, yeah, I've been in the country for a few days, uh, got back, was barely back a week and then went away from Melbourne again, uh, up to the beautiful Grampians in the, um, in rural Victoria. And, um. He
0: lives in a house, very big house in the country. country. That was country by nineties,
1: uh, Brit pop band Blur. Uh, yeah, I had a nice time. I had some lovely feedback as did you from the. Uh, from last week's episode where we did a deep dive into uh, the wrap-up rap and we built our very own wrap-up rap from scratch. Um, And a lot of people appreciated that. So thank you, everyone, for your lovely comments. Uh, Somebody pointed out to me that Kendrick Lamar, who we said might one day do a a sort of tie-in musical piece for a film – has done just that for the Black Panther, apparently. Although I wow. haven't seen it, um, so that that time's already passed. Uh, you can barely comment on culture now, before it <laughs> it changes before your very eyes. That's the age we live in. Uh, and I was reminded too of um, this is a kind of a very this is quite a parochial story, but hopefully one that people from other parts of the world can can connect to in. <clears throat> in Adelaide, there is a house on Cross Road, uh, which since the year 1998 has had two life-size cardboard cutouts of Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith in <laughs> in the front window. And uh, are you familiar with this house? Yeah, I am. And, it, and it's the kind of cardboard cutouts that you would see that – I don't know if they really do this kind of thing anymore because uh, – I guess I don't go to the movies enough, but um, they, um, you know, that you would see in a cinema where they've done like a little promotional mock-up for a film. So you walk in and there's this like kind of diorama almost of the cast of Men in Black and it was for that very film. And it was Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones with their black sunglasses on and their forget-me-not rays and I think that's what they were called. <laughs> And uh, and, uh, and it was in this front room and people, and nobody really knew, nobody that I know uh, knew who was in there or why they displayed these cutouts in the front room. But they stayed there for years and uh, when I was at uni, I started a Facebook group about the cardboard cutouts in, I think I started it, maybe it was one of my friends. But anyway, I was certainly a member of this facebook group that was uh, about these two cardboard cutouts and then in 2008 the property was sold and or put on the market and there was a local kind of social media campaign to ensure that the owner the purchaser of the property would keep <laughs> the cutouts <laughs> in the front window of the house and they did um no way yeah they chose to do that and then uh and then in 2016, it was put on the market again. And by that time, it had become this kind of pop culture, you know, sort of fun little pop culture story in Adelaide, apparently, because there's, I was, I was uh, looking into it and I found an article from 2016 where they've interviewed the then owner of the property who talks about how when she, she says, when you say the men in Black House, people generally know what you're talking about. And she says that they keep them company while they're cooking and she dresses them up for different occasions. Oh. And, and then she said um, – Like put a little Christmas hat on them or something. Yeah, exactly. And uh, she puts little Christmas hats on them and she said, um, I've got some things that I've collected to accessorise them and I'll leave these for the new owners. And the cutouts are – Staying with the house, and then uh, so they did. I think the property was eventually sold in 2018, and um, they are still to this day in the front room of the house. And during wow. during COVID, perhaps as a uh, as a sort of tongue in cheek social responsibility solidarity message, uh, uh, they were they were given n95 masks right and that's it and that and so i just like that this kind of little bit of pointless ephemera from that time (laughs) has somehow survived for 22 years and uh people were you know this kind of real estate agent in 2018 was being asked questions about whether (laughs) the contract for sale included a clause that the (laughs) men in black figures had to be retained Surely, by
0: now, it should just be added to the National Trust register,
1: yeah, that's what I was thinking. They should put it in I mean there's some pretty there's some pretty crummy buildings on that 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 are heritage listed if you ask me, so I'd be very happy for the for the cardboard cutouts to be put on there. I also wonder what the age at which cardboard cutouts start to degrade might be. I think they're probably fairly washed out by now. They must be pretty
0: yellowed, and I can imagine they're probably starting to sag a
1: little. Yeah, exactly. They need to get some sort of conservator from a museum out there. <laughs> With a tiny little archaeologist's brush,
0: <laughs> spending millions of dollars of state government money.
1: <laughs> well, they or don't. People are going homeless and starving on the streets. Yeah, exactly. I mean,. As long as you're digging up the summit, in, man, you may as well go nuts. <laughs> these,
0: these Look, these are the concerns of South Australian families <laughs> and that's why it's a priority for this government to maintain our cultural heritage. <laughs> and the Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> men in black cardboard cutouts are part of this uh, <laughs> state's. Cultural heritage; it is important, and it is important to working families. And
1: I—that's <laughs> a very good, very good <laughs> politician cadence.
0: That's my—that's my Australian politician cadence. Yeah, it's incredible how similar they all sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, look, this is an issue that's important to working Australian families <laughs> and and hardworking Australian family. They're out there; they're having a go. We're in oh. solidarity. Together on
1: this issue I can barely listen and to And I it. welcome <laughs> It's always this kind of like Oz poly cadence Yeah, exactly It's like you're being defensive before there's any real reason to be uh, And
0: there's always you, you always have to throw in with with Australian politicians You always mm. have to throw in mm. some folksy Australian slang yeah. So that you don't sound too well, h- Hang on, hang on it's just about – Mark, hang on. Give me, it's just about having a fair go. Just give me a fair suck of the Savoy, please, Mark. Uh. <laughs> uh, we'll take another question from you, Julie. Hmm? Hmm? Uh, look, I understand those concerns, all right, and that's important to me and this government, and that's why the people of Australia have, have voted us in, and we have a mandate on that issue. <laughs> but, uh, but you have to give it your all. And you have to give it a hundred and ten percent, and that's what this government's doing. That's
1: what uh, Sir Donald Bradman would have done. <laughs> I was reflecting the other day because one of the films that I watched over the Christmas, New Year, early kind of early days, first week of January period was. Notting Hill with uh, ah. with Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts. I'd never seen it before and it was a kind of a cultural phenomenon that passed me by like so many others. And uh, And so I belatedly thought I'd participate. Didn't really see what the big deal was really, except that it managed to make London, which is a fairly unattractive and hard to live in city, <laughs> seem like some kind of idyllic Version of Paris, which is quite an achievement. Um, <laughs> it's got the red door, doesn't it? This is his yeah um, his apartment, yeah, and, in West London, which you can uh, visit. Yeah, uh, that's right. That I must have. I mean, I've been certainly been been to Notting Hill, which is not quite as I think they did something with the the sort of lens filter that made it look very kind of villagey, which wasn't really my impression when I was there. But anyway, um, the the thing that struck me was one of the main songs that gets deployed in the movie is, and I suppose this is a bit of a continuation of last week's <laughs> delving into musical culture, is the song uh, by Ronan Keating.
0: I think it's, oh yeah, yeah.
1: you say it best. When yeah. you, say nothing, when you say
0: nothing at all, which is a,
1: which was a huge song certainly in Australia around that time, and also was kind of part of this weird fixation on on a sort of fairly twee version of Irish culture that was very very popular around the turn of the I mean, millennium. Because
0: it's, it's got the kind of violins. Yeah, and means. they also is that what I mean
1: the, yeah. And Ronan Keating was Irish, or is Irish, and uh, yeah. And they also <laughs> use the cause heavily in that film. Um, oh, oh, the whole film has got a bit of a yeah, yeah, thing yeah going yeah. on. Exactly. Um, I don't know if there's anything particularly about that song that's Irish, although I suspect there is a bit of a. It's
0: actually it's actually originally a uh, an American country song. It's one of these. Mm. It's one of these songs that was popular on the country charts, and then. Some enterprising producers thought that's got legs as a mainstream chart hit, so then they gave it to a a non country pop act to yeah, do. Yeah, okay. How, but the the country version of it um, was a hit on the country charts oh, beforehand. Okay, yeah, but I the think same, I, that. And that's <clears> throat> that's throat> the same with um, "I Swear" by All for I One, swear. which is that because the uh, so the, and the only the only difference is in the. In the boy band group, Mm. all for one, you get, I swear by the moon and the stars and the sky. And then the country version, I swear by the the moon moon and the stars and the sky. Yeah, cool. I'll be there. And you get, yeah, and it's the same. You say it best when you say nothing nothing at all.
1: Yeah, okay, there you go. And they've yeah, they've they featured the cause who were pretty kind of um well, you know, in their prime at that time. And it reminded me of your own early <laughs> early history, early history of musical shenanigans, which featured both which featured a bar bastardization of both the Ronan Keating song and a particular cause song. Do you know what I'm referring to? <laughs> yes, I do. So in the first, do you mind if I tell the story? Which one are you going to tell? I'll I'll tell both of them, and we can decide okay. whether we want Cause to keep the first, them in.
0: Because the, f- the first one just has people's names in it. That's the only one thing I'm thinking. Mm. If it's the yeah, maybe I can change people's Let's names. Change the names to protect the innocent. Yeah. Okay. All
1: right. Good idea.
0: So maybe with the same amount of syllables in the name in the name of the
1: person. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um so my recollection was this was something you probably did, maybe the first year we were out of school, um, correct? And uh, and you were known as somebody with a bit of skill with sound music, kind of mucking mm. about, mucking about with technology, um, editing that kind of stuff. And one of our classmates who was in the grip of a endearingly earnest. Uh, Sort of first love relationship at the time approached you, and uh, I only found about this, uh, I found out about this afterwards. But he approached you because he wanted to do a kind of touching soliloquy dedicated to his girlfriend at the time, uh, and he wanted to do it over that Ronan Keating song. What is it called, by the way? I should have Correct. researched that. You I think it's called. Best? I
0: think it's called when you when you say nothing at all. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, Had <laughs> some
0: and can sparkle through the
1: and and so the idea was to like <laughs> was to play this kind of that sort of jangly intro, and then have him be like, "Oh, Jessica, I love you so, yes, love you so yes. very much." Uh, Correct, yeah, yeah, because she was away or something, and he, you know, so yeah, I wanted to like right. send her a recording. Anyway, I mean, she was studying or working in a different state yeah, at yeah, the time, yeah.
0: so he was going to. And just just to date this, he was
1: doing it on a cassette that would then be mailed. Oh wow, there you go. Wow, that's proper old school. And uh, and you <laughs> and you agreed to do this thing, <laughs> this thing for him. And then he said, "I just need to like test the levels and t- check the equipment. So can you just?" Um, uh, can you just say your girlfriend's name into the microphone a few times and yeah. so and so he's going Jess uh Jess and then you know fine that was all that was all good and then yeah. he, and then let's he say, let's
0: say let's say the name was uh
1: Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones yeah okay Jessica Jones so he said Jessica Jones into the microphone and then left for you to do this thing for him and uh, which I did, I, I which I did it for like the, the, that's the first thing I did. But he
0: he'd gone for a walk around the block, so I had a bit of time <laughs> left over when after I'd done. It. I did it quite quickly what he'd asked me to do.
1: Yeah, and then he then <laughs> came back, and you had you basically taken the soundbite of him saying his girlfriend's name and composed a, like horrific sort of gabba track where yeah. where he was just going Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'd, yeah, I'd I'd done what he'd asked me to do and then I'd said, Look, I've made a I've made a bit of a B side to this in case <laughs> you wanted in case she wants a different vibe and it was just like a thumping nine oh nine kick drum that had been fed through this distortion. So your classic like here's Johnny Gabba. <laughs> <laughs> And I just and then I'd run his voice through some distortion, so he was just going Jessica, 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 <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 <mumbles> <speaks> Jessica, 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 do do, do Which which um for the podcast I can I can actually it would take me five minutes to do it now. It sounded much like this.
1: Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones. <fum> Jessica Jones.
0: So yeah, that was how. And he said, "Take that off at once."
1: <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't particularly, particularly from, amused.
0: He said, "There is no B-side. It's just me and the Ronin bit
1: erased from existence." Erased. Existence, and what about the cause story? <laughs> the cause story is about um, is about a song called "Love to Love You," and uh, and it's a lovely song, Which, uh, a lovely romantic uh, yeah. song.
0: I would love to love, love you like you do, you do me. Yeah,
1: and then it says, love love- and then critically, it says, "There's a <laughs> there's a pillar in my way, you see." I'd love to love you yeah. like you do me. And then towards the end, it says, it just keeps repeating, break those pillars down, pillars yeah, down. And it's a song about- Take a, those pillars feels, down. Yeah, maybe you want to explain
0: what the general-
1: So the general vibe tale is- Tale of the story.
0: Is that she feels the song.
1: that there are- Like
0: somebody, she's singing it, she's singing it from the perspective of somebody- who some somebody in her life that she obviously feels close to mm. is in love with her, and she cannot return the love. It's unrequited love mm. on this other person's behalf. Maybe she's got why some she
1: says hang ups or some barriers. But she's saying there, I've got some like emotion. I think she's saying there are some emotional reasons. I've suffered in the past. I've been through a lot of ah. hardship, and I can't love you the way you love me. So I just want to break. Those pillars down, those obstacles yes. down, and uh, and you just kind of started singing the wrong lyric, and then <laughs> created a very a very kind of baroque backstory <laughs> to justify why you were singing that lyric. Perhaps you'd like to explain that.
0: Yeah, so I think I was just humming it to myself and smiling and changing the words in my own head, as I often do with songs. And then I said, John, John, listen, listen. You said, what? And I said, do you know what that song's about? And you said, "I don't, yeah, I think so. And I said, no, no, listen, because, you know, I'll let me just explain this. Let me explain the story. What it's about, right, is it's about a, a woman and she's in a relationship with a man. And the woman's an environmentalist, and so that's important to her. Environmental issues are important to her. Mm. But the man who is in <laughs> love with her, he works at a non-biodegradable pillow factory. <laughs> and he's, a close, he's close to her, so she wishes that she could love him. Hmm? But her... Her, her values
1: uh, stand in the way.
0: Yeah, her environmental values stand in the way. And that's why... That song goes, I would love to love you like you do me. I'd love to love you like you do me. But there's a pillow in my way, you see. As <laughs> he works at a non-biodegradable pillow factory. There's a pillow in my way, you see. I'd love to love you like you do me. And then, of course, break those pillows down. <laughs> <laughs> She's imploring him to shift to a biodegradable please, pillow.
1: Please just come up break with a... The, so
0: the, so the pillows will break down once
1: they're in landfill. Yeah.
0: Break those pillows down. And he's going,
1: look, the technology is just not there yet. It would be an un- inferior product. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: they could never be together
1: because
0: his pillows were just contributing to landfills all over the world. It's, very, it's
1: tragic, that song. <laughs>
0: Break those pillows down I just
1: love the kind of asymmetry between Sort of the setup and the punchline Where it's like You've just changed one word And then (laughs) it requires like a kind of Like an essay to explain why (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's a look at what time we're at because I'm just trying to think about this long. Okay, we'll see how we go. Mm. Well, there's a couple of things I could talk about. I could talk about the high five thing. We could have another go at that, or we could talk about or we could talk about TikTok. What's well, high five? Maybe I'm may- whichever you prefer. <laughs> high five is the bit that I don't like people high fiving me. I oh tried this the first. yeah,
1: yeah. Back when you were concerned about coming off as mean spirited which we've got we've, <laughs> we've we've overcome that concern now
0: <laughs> this was a re- the the high five bit was a request
1: yeah but you can uh, I'd like your
0: opinion on this John yeah sure <laughs> this was a requ- this was a request this this bit that I'm going to do now is a request from my dear friend Sully who I spoke to in the week and he said please talk about your obsession with high fives because <laughs> he said he said that I have these little rules, these little weird social rules that exist in my own mind. Yeah. Yeah, he thought yeah, I should, that I should explore a bit, them a it's bit more. a bit Larry more.
1: David-esque, isn't it? It's good. It's very
0: it's, – it's, that's very true, John. I hadn't thought of that. So, the general gist of – so, we tried to do this in the first episode, but it just went down a weird negative rabbit hole. And I also think that you hadn't spoken – for about 40 minutes, I was on this sort of weird tirade. <laughs> and, then at the, and then at the and then at the end of it, you were just kind of, I said, oh, I was like out of breath and you were just rubbing your hands together awkwardly and there was some silence. You looked <laughs> up and you just went, is a podcast going to be like that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: is this what it's going to be? I just kept trying to get a word in edgewise and you'd say, oh, sorry, sorry, John, if I may. Uh, sorry, John. Sorry, John. Sorry, uh, just, John. I'm not quite finished. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that shits me about these people. <laughs>
0: you know what I fucking hate about everything.
1: <laughs> I
0: thought this was going to be fun. <laughs> I thought
1: my life's my life's already hard enough as it is. Yeah, I can't do this. Exactly. I- This was meant to be my fun escape. So, John, John, you know what
0: I fucking hate about everything? (laughs) That'll be great. That'll put everybody in a great mood. (laughs) (laughs) No, so I can tell the high five bit Mm. just quickly. I think I've got 40, almost 44 episodes of experience now. Yeah. I think this could, maybe this will flow a bit better. So, the general premise is that I don't like people that I'm not, that, that I don't have a familiar relationship with trying to high five me. <laughs> and I think this <laughs> I think this is a general rule. Like we've spoken a little we've we've spoken a little about it. We've given some life tips yeah. on the podcast things Dutchies like hot things tips. like reach out hygiene. Yeah, but reach out hygiene is a big one if you want to get in yes. touch with celebrities or people yeah, yeah, you admire. Yeah, yeah. This is just I'm just going to give everybody a little bit of what I would have thought was common sense advice, mm. but apparently it's not. <laughs> and that is don't try and get people that you don't know. <laughs> to high-five you because they don't <laughs> like it and you look like a bit of a goose that doesn't have anything interesting to say or <laughs> do or it look, makes you look like you don't really know how to interact with a group yes. properly. Yeah. So the reason – and the reason this came up was because I noticed in my early adulthood that a lot of men in particular would – that I didn't know, so I'd be I'd be in a group with maybe you and, and and somebody. You'd say like, "This is my friend Chris from university." Hi, Chris, and then Chris would have brought somebody else that I didn't know. Yeah, and that might be Craig. And Craig's like, "You know, how's it going, guys?" And then you, me, Chris, and Craig. <laughs> we're all sitting together. Already don't like Craig. <laughs> we're all we're all sitting together. And Craig hasn't really said anything and yeah. you're talking and I'm talking and Chris is talking and yeah, Craig's yeah, just yeah. going, huh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I would say something that you and Chris might laugh at. Yeah. And I and 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 rather than Craig just having a nice time and laughing too, he'd sort of go, huh, Yeah, totally. And then he'd put his hand up <laughs> as it like for me to high five him. For something that I had just said. Yeah. Like I said something funny. And he's like, You did it basically to say, like, you did a good job of being funny there. Yeah. So, so I've given you the opportunity to, to high five me. I approve of what you've just said. And I was like, (laughs) This kept happening to me over and over again. And,
1: but it's a kind of, there's, Sorry, sorry. Yeah, please. It's no, no, it's please. A, this is what. Yeah, it's a kind of. Uh, yeah, this time, this time I am going to have my say. <laughs> this, this, this time I say, <laughs> um, it's a it's a kind of uh, gestural equivalent of horning in on a punchline, isn't it? Like when somebody when you tell a joke, you finish the joke, and then somebody and you finish it with a good punchline, and then someone else says, "Yeah," or "What about this?" or they basically just restate. Some kind of permutation of what you've just said, which is not meaningfully different, but is basically an attempt to uh, to claim it or claim some part of it for themselves. And then this is kind of like somebody doing that with a gesture they ju- they want to be they want to be part of that moment.
0: But it's even more distasteful because it's this it's like a physical thing. And I think in psychology, I think there's a thing they call hoop theory, mm. where essentially. A person is asking you to perform, a, to comply with it with a small task. Yeah, which is, yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't even th- think this. I don't think when they're doing it, but essentially, like somebody that I don't know is just going, "Why don't you? You've just you're, you're having a nice time. You've got your drink in your hand there. You're having a nice time with friends. Why don't you now reach into the air and touch my hand <laughs> because I've told you to." Like a dog that I'm, yeah. that I'm why don't you, why training. Now, I think it's important here to point out that this is absolutely it's very different to if I know the person and we're friends. If we're friends, yeah, mate, high five me as much as you want. Yeah. You're in my life. Give me a big hug. Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah, familiar yeah. with me, yeah. it's a completely different thing. It's 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 how we share love together. It's how we express ourselves. Sure. And if that's if you're a high I mean, I'm personally not a massive high fiver, I'm more of a hugger, yeah, more of a kisser. Um but however you want to play it. I developed – this happened to me so much over the years that I developed <laughs> a bunch of techniques to – there's two main techniques that I would use because I don't like doing it. Yeah. And it puts you in a very awkward position when people go, oh, yeah, good one, man. Yeah, high five. I agree. Like, okay, well, I don't, I don't want to high five you, so what am I going to do? So there's two things you can do. One is a little bit more aggressive than the other – which is fun they shouldn't be aggressive because I'm literally doing nothing mm. but people take it as a as a as a gesture of aggression especially men mm. so here so so anybody out there next time you're out with a group of people and somebody who doesn't know how to tell a funny story <laughs> or make people feel comfortable or just be generally warm and nice if there's a bit of a, a douche in the group and you f- <laughs> told a nice funny story that everybody's enjoyed and the douche doesn't know how to just enjoy the story <laughs> um, fucking keep their hand down and keep their mouth shut or even open their mouth and just be like that was a great story thanks yeah. for that if somebody that you're with puts their hand up and goes <laughs> totally high five bro yeah. here's your options the first one which
1: I'm which I invented I'm pretty sure but I, can I just this is at least this is the, can I Yeah go on can I just say I think I think I mischaracterized it so it's more What's what you're offended by, if I'm right, is not just somebody kind of trying to claim the limelight. It's somebody kind of trying to reassert alpha status. Uh, yes, because they feel like they're on the periphery, and you've just told a joke that everyone's laughing at, so they need Correct. to be like, "What matters about the fact that you've told a joke is that I approve of the joke because I'm the alpha." Correct. Here. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it couldn't be. It couldn't be more lame. And obvious because if you want to wrestle back first of all i'm not trying to have the alpha status <laughs> yeah. i just want to tell a nice story and have a nice night okay <laughs> i just I, I want you billy billy alpha i want you to have a great night too yeah. so that's just that's the first thing i'm sorry but you've got issues if you i'm sorry you've got issues but if for whatever reason you think there's some kind of power struggle and you you think you need to wrestle the dominance, the social dominance back off me, <laughs> like at least come at least say something, at least come up with a story. Like you think <laughs> you think that you think that I'm just going to have told this like anecdote that I've been telling for years yeah. that has got all these like interesting little plot points to it and everybody laughs, and that somehow you're going to win everybody's approval just by sticking your hand in the air and then I'm going to slap (laughs) – no, so lame. So, yeah, so here's what happened. So, I've told my funny story. Everybody's had a good time and then Craig, the douchebag in the group, goes, oh, you're totally mad. And he puts his hand in the air in Mm -hmm. front of you and Chris Mm -hmm. and me, expecting me to reach up and slap his hand Mm -hmm. and say, thanks so much for approving of my funny story. Craig. Mm. So here's what you do. Two options. Option number 1, the least aggressive of the two. This is called the side five. <laughs> now, or the low five, I think I call it. It's called either the side five or the low five depending on what position your body is facing. Um essentially, well, no matter what position your body is facing. When he says high five and puts his hand in the air, Craig, here's what you do. You keep your hand below your hip yeah. so you, you, you your arms are at your side and all you do is you make a little you make you move your hand in such a position that you might be trying to receive a small coin so you just if you can picture you just hold up your you hold your hand up like you're just going <laughs> to like you're holding a tiny little puddle of water in your palm <laughs> and you very gently push that out and as you do that you continue talking to the group and ignore craig and you keep you just keep talking so what's happened here is you've said oh yeah of course a high five of course we're gonna do a high five craig yeah and then you leave your hand as low as you possibly can yeah. and now you've put craig in a position you've given him very- a task now you've given him a task. Now he has to look like a goose and perform some sort of gesture that nobody is familiar with. Like everyone knows a high five. But suddenly, suddenly Craig's going, oh, no. And Craig's got a decision. He's the one that's asked for the high five. So he can either like not give it, which is really weird because he asked for it, Yeah. or his option is to now – we do this very odd thing where he reaches his hand down and just sort of gently taps your little puddle hand, your little limp puddle hand. <laughs> and then you and Chris are looking at Craig and going, Oh, Craig's a fucking loser. Look at this. He's touching. Why are you touching Alex's little, little weak, little, his little puddle hand? Yeah. Out. He's just put his little hand out. It's You're like a g- goose. Giving Craig. him a
1: dog treat. <laughs>
0: Now, now, I've actually I've done this to people. Most of the time, most of the time, they are they they just have no other option. They can't think on their feet, and so they just do they just do it. And then they oh, this is the other thing. Much like a dog, it trains them to never ask me to do a high five ever again because they know exactly what's going to happen. Um, and I have had people say to me when I've done that, they 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 it's they're so affronted by it mm. that they have said N- oh nah C- come on mate high five mm, and then yeah. it's even worse because then <clears throat> they then then what i might actually do is the second option that you have which is the no five mm. where you literally keep your hands at your side and your option is to acknowledge that they've put their hand in the air and say Oh, uh, like no I don't sometimes I'll say like no no I don't do high
1: fives and then mm. just keep talking. That's or <laughs> that that probably wars that have started that way. I mean that's pretty, <laughs> that's fairly uh direct. Winston, <laughs> but why Winston should Churchill I- and Stalin, they you know, failed to high five. He kept his <laughs> kept his hands in his in his uh pleated trousers. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's your second option, which mm. which I
0: also have done, uh, because because I'll give you I'll give you another little thing, which is again maybe is an important is an important um, is, uh, is qualifier the right word is it, um, no what's the word I'm looking for uh, an important what, like exception maybe yeah. an exception yeah. to the qualifier is good so yeah so if. If, the, if I sense that the person is just a bit socially socially uncomfortable and they're, they're really just trying to, you know, maybe they feel really uncomfortable, maybe other people in the group even feel that it's a bit uncomfortable and they're doing it for that reason or whatever and I feel like it's going to help the social harmony of the group, fine. Mm. But typically what happens is that I can already sense before this person has asked for the high five, mm. you can already tell that they're a high five douche. So... <laughs> I'm already off and on the the look like I'm already sensitive primed. to the kind of high five douche and I'm primed, yeah. Yeah. So when they go for the high five, I'm almost half expecting it because I'm like, this person's already being douchey. They're not saying anything. Yeah. They're sort of putting their shoulder they're looking at me as I'm telling the story like they're threatened by the fact that I'm just telling a little bit of a story. Mm. And then they'll go for the high five and I'm primed. And so then I'll just go like <laughs> Depending on how douchey they've been, I'm. I will sometimes just pretend that I haven't. They don't see it, mm. and I'll just turn my head to one of the other members of the group, continue telling the story while they have their hand left in the air. Yeah, and that is that's a real, that's a real <laughs> move. <laughs> <laughs> And then if they're like, oh, you didn't see me, and I might do it again, and be like, oh no, man, like, oh, you missed it, high five, and I'd be like, <clears> oh, sorry, Craig, I don't do high fives, and then bang, back into this, back into the story, yeah, 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 ignoring them and talking to the other people in the group, and so that everybody is this the high five bit, part one. The, I, I got more stories about this.
1: <laughs> the low, but it just goes on and on. The low five, or not for the faint-hearted, the no five. Like you might look, if you might get a knuckle sandwich, but you know, if
0: if you're new to this, start with the low five. Yeah, we haven't we have enough listeners now that I think this is definitely going to happen to somebody Mm. over, let's say, this year. Mm. Uh, You know, we've all been indoors, people are going to be looking to be out and about Mm. again. And some, there's going to be a Craig who's going (laughs) to want to try and bring you down. Uh, and as soon as this happens, please write to us. I'm, t- I'm telling you as well. I told Sully, I was in Ireland, with yeah. Sully, Sully who requested this story. I was in Ireland in Galway with him and his brother. I had told this story. I told this thing about like, I was staying with them for Christmas mm. and I had told them about my issue with high fives. It had just come up yeah, somehow. Yeah, And I shit you not, we were in a nightclub in Galway like two days later yeah. and some guy- Tried to do this to me, and <laughs> I think Sally, Sally couldn't believe it because when I was telling him the story, him and his brother Timmy, yeah, he was wh- like, like, "I was," he was like, "Who's high He was high-fiving? like, "That's not a thing. What the fuck you're talking about, Alex? Yeah. Nobody's high fiving. With the there's not you're. Oh my god, you're like getting your <laughs> knickers in a twist. about Absolutely nothing. This is the Irish episode the cause? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, it's true. <laughs> and my Galway nightclub story. <clears throat> what are you talking about, Alex? You're out your fucking mind." You're talking out your hole, Alex. You're talking out your fucking hole. And I swear to God, we were at a nightclub, and this really pissed guy. There was like a group of girls, and we were just chatting to the girls. And there was some guy kind of hovering around who was really pissed. And yeah, of course. He and then he tried to he tried to high five me, and I had to side five him. Mm. And I, and Sally was like, "Oh my God, Alex, you're like <laughs> in the fucking mate You're like you're in the fucking matrix or something else, like." <laughs> How'd you know you're fucking like dodging bullets in the matrix? You're seeing this world in a way I'd never seen it before. I <laughs> noticed all this was going on.
1: <laughs> so that that took us to 3 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was that was uh that was a good version.
0: The DPTM is a no high fives, no high fives from strangers yeah. zone. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, this is again, I must be clear, this is not about people that you love, people that are familiar. It's the, it's the same kind of thing as like, if you wouldn't give me a big hug, yeah, don't high five me. <laughs> it's unwanted touching. Give me a big hug. Give me a big hug.
1: Yeah. I'd, I'd prefer that somebody I don't really know gives me a hug because that's more of a gesture of vulnerability. Um, correct. Correct. And I like that. That's endearing. But the high five is—you're right. It's a kind of, it's a kind of. I approve of you, and it's like, well, I don't even know who you are. So
0: I actually did write down here. I actually did write down here three. I did write down three alternatives to giving me a high five if you don't know me. Yeah. So if you don't know me and you're thinking I might high five Alex because he's just told a funny story that we've all enjoyed, mm. there's, here's here's a three th- here's three things you could say. You could say. I enjoyed that story and you told it well. You've quite a way with words and everyone here has noticed. That's one thing you could say. (laughs) The other thing you could say is, wow, wow, wee wow. That was a great joke and I'm glad you told it. Everyone is laughing and enjoying their time with you and I simply have nothing to add. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the the third thing I had was, uh, wow, wow. What a funny man you are, and so charming and handsome. Oh, shucks. It seems like this pretty girl here is more interested in you than me. Here you are just being your charming, lovely self, (laughs) and I got nothing to say. Yeah, I best leave at once. (laughs) I wish the two of you the best in your beautiful future together.
1: That's just three alternatives that you could use instead of trying to high-five me. That doesn't seem like too much to ask. Uh, (laughs) I'll gracefully bow out and... uh, and I wish you the very best. Lovely. A real class act.
0: So everyone out there, I want the D PTMers out there. Try the side five. Yeah. Try the side five on a Craig and let us know how it goes. Yeah. Sorry to any sorry sorry to anybody out there who's called Craig, by the way. That was just that's often my go-to name in any anecdote, be it positive <laughs> or negative, because I just like the sound of the name Craig. I love how Americans pronounce it Craig. Yeah, that is weird, isn't it? Craig. And that was for you, Sully. That was a Sully, that was an Owen O'Sullivan request. I'd love so to shout out
1: to the O'Sullivan clan. I'd love to hear from anyone who has equivalents to that for other sort of annoying yes, alpha gestures. Please. Because I'm, you know, in, in a kind of, uh, sometimes in a professional context or when there's like work drinks on and you meet, because that's when I tend to meet people who I wouldn't otherwise associate with. And sometimes they will do things like, you know, put, put their arm around my shoulder in an uninvited yeah. way. Ruffle your hair. Oh yeah. Nobody's ruffling my hair. I'm just, if somebody ruffles my hair these days, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll just get disbarred and punch this person now. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm not having it. But, um, cause that's like the peak of, uh, sort of under the guise of being friendly. It's a kind of weird subconscious form of belittlement. Yeah.
0: You can always get in touch don't praise at aol.com one word or you can also find us on instagram don't praise the podcast you can message us your stories there and we get thousands of them each week we can't read them all out but we'll try and get to yours if uh, if it comes in
1: during the week i was noticing that between my instagram stories there was a sponsored instagram story for a app called kasamba and kasamba okay. is a fortune telling card reading dream interpretation type app oh, and i didn't course. even know this was a thing that that you could go i mean i sort of assumed that there was some way of accessing these services online but it's an app that you can download and you choose the kind of service that you want maybe you want a fortune to be told maybe you want relationship and love advice maybe you want dreams interpreted uh you want a tarot reading whatever you can you can choose those things and then you can choose a particular service provider who will have reviews from various people and I put no stock in any of those things, but I think it would be a fun exercise to approach, to to download the app and ask them those questions, be it about love, be it about dreams, but maybe people who are listening and want to make something up or maybe even have a real question, but I'd prefer if you make something absurd up uh, (laughs) and I I will be the conduit. It's not cheap, so it's a fairly uh, (laughs) – It's a fairly generous offer I'm making, but I'll, I'll do it and, and then we'll read the results. Uh, so, somebody has to write in and ask. So, if you, you give an example, of- yeah, yeah. So, somebody writes in and, uh, and says, I don't know, I had a dream that I was, you know, I was walking along and then suddenly I like uh, felt like I needed to go to the toilet and then like I was in front of a large group of people, but I couldn't stop wanting to go to the toilet whatever, whatever, you fill in the blanks. You, you can make up any kind of absurd scenario you want and I'll get somebody to interpret it or you can ask a question about my future or our future or your own future and I will pose as the person who is asking you about their future and be the conduit and I think the results might be entertaining because I suspect there is a full range of people on this site because they all appear to be kind of free agents who are loosely affiliated with the app so some of them might be people who are just looking to make a quick buck who have no interest in any of this stuff and other people will no doubt be convinced they have a special gift in this area and they're just trying to make a living Uh, so we'll explore the options and see what we can come up with beautiful once again email address
0: one word don't praise at dot Don't Praise the Machine, the podcast on Instagram. And we're on TikTok now too. Oh, For, yeah. for all of our children fans, <laughs> if you're between the ages of eight and nine, we're on TikTok now as well. <laughs> and don't worry, there's going to be a lot more TikTok-related episodes coming yeah. because it's all I do now. I can't stop. <laughs> I TikTok and I can't stop. I want to say thank you again, Byte Dance, and thank you again, Xi Jinping. Please make sure that my social credit score is high, <laughs> so that in in the beautiful future when you are the international overlords, that I would li- I would like for my social credit score on, that I'm building on TikTok now to please carry over to the mm. future times yeah. when uh, we're all part of the CCP system. And I would like uh, I, d- I would like a I would like a flat in a nice neighbourhood, please, and uh, <laughs> I'd like a sort of low-ranking government position. So if I can mm. just put that out to ByteDance and Xi Jinping, thank you so much. <laughs> and please, John, I was gonna—I was saying to you—you you were saying that you're not getting recommended the right stuff on TikTok, mm. and I think it's maybe because you're not saying enough positive things about <laughs> ByteDance and bite Xi Jinping and the and CCP. That's so, true. <laughs> You said I'm not getting any funny videos, and I said that's because you keep saying the wrong <laughs> things,
1: criticizing authoritarian CCP. systems. Yeah, <laughs> so,
0: so just like I'm not saying stop exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. You know, of course you've, you're free to say whatever you want, but just maybe be a bit more positive. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, so far, it's just. Uh, Lip syncing, and because I've started to, because I've started to train the algorithm to basically give me stuff about cryptozoology and uncontacted tribes. Occasionally, there'll be <laughs> <laughs> there there'll be that in there
0: with a bunch of lip syncers. Beautiful. Well, those episodes are coming up, so we want to say real, real thanks, everybody, for tuning into episode number forty-four. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to episode number 44 of Don't Praise the Machine. I've been your host, Alexander Holland, with my number one co-host of the podcast, John
1: Maloney. We can't
0: wait to have you back next week for episode number 45. This has been Don't Praise the Machine, and we'll see you next week at the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>